Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Alters. Alters is a band from Australia that's not afraid to push the boundaries of what death metal can be. The recent release, Aesthetic Reflection, takes you on a journey into your mind and providing death metal in every facet. And here is my interview with Alters. Hello, my friend. Hi, Bob. How are you going? Doing great. I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Oh, no, that's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How was the recording process for Aesthetic Reflection? Uh, yeah, uh, it was an interesting one. Um, you know, we did it ourselves. Um, Brendan and I are pretty well equipped and sort of have our own um, sort of practices, I guess, if you will. So it was pretty fun um, being able to work together um, on it. Uh, we sort of, you know, took turns trading places. Um, you know, when I was tracking my parts, uh, he was, you know, driving the driving the desk and um and vice versa and you know um you know it was a really solid team effort and then um yeah you know um you know, we're working in a, in a pretty old school you know full analog studio so um you know a little bit different to you know our regular you know day-to-day stuff on our computers these days um but then we're basically able to track everything analog take it away and um and mix it ourselves at home which was just like a a time constraint thing uh just made it a little bit easier but yeah um yeah it was a really fun enjoyable process um and nice to like you know just be in a studio for a week and you know do everything yourself and you know be able to like place mics exactly how you want them to get the exact sound that you're going for and stuff like that it was um yeah very rewarding and the due diligence shows on the album does album has an excellent quality to it thank you thank you yeah um yeah it's funny actually um i don't think i've ever you know been involved in any recording where um you know, something, I, it just sounds exactly like how I want it to sound in my head. And like, we, we managed to get it. It's like, yeah, I, it's basically a hundred percent of what I had there in, in my head when I was thinking about the record and how it would sound and all that. So uh, I was really, really, really happy with how it ended up turning out. I also wanted to ask you if you could speak on the song Black Light Upon Us. Yeah, that's um that's a really interesting one. Um, you know, part of the reason um, you know, we could have got someone in to record for us and like that might have made things like a little bit easier. We could just focus on playing our instruments. Um but like that song specifically, um, you know, I had some like pretty crazy ideas for. Um it's it's an interesting song. Um, you know, I kind of want it to be based around and about feedback and and stuff like that and and when i was writing the track um basically uh the entire country of australia more or less was on fire um we were surrounded by bushfires really 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 bad ones like perhaps the worst in the country's history and um you know that sort of inspired the track a bit 
and I wanted to try and capture that. So like when we were um, came to finally recording it, um, there were certain things I wanted to do to basically destroy the track. So it, it kind of sounded like the world disintegrating. Yeah. There were a few things we ran out of time to do. Like one, uh, an idea I had that uh, we never got to realize was to, at the very end, record the guitar, but set the guitar cabinet on fire and record the sound of the speakers, like the guitar playing, but while the speakers were literally burning. Um, we just ran out of time to be able to do that in like a safe, controlled manner. Um, but, you know, we used other means to basically destroy the track. So um, we kind of like borrowed some techniques from really um, early music concrete and, and stuff like that. So sort of, you know, more um, that era of classical music meeting the world of electronic music and sort of, you know, where electroacoustic music sort of took place with guys like Stockhausen and Zanarkis and, and stuff like that. So we're basically using like tape manipulation type um, stuff to basically um, process and then completely destroy the track until it basically disintegrates into nothing. Um, and that's sort of the whole idea with that. Um, you know, it goes back to the bushfires and stuff. And then, you know, it also sets up the title track right after it to just absolutely punch you in the face. So um, that was sort of the idea of that there. And that's the other song I wanted to ask you about, the title track, if you could speak on that as well. Yeah. Um, I, I mean... Um, the recording process for that particular track was a little more straightforward, but there were certain things, um, you know, I wanted to do, particularly with the guitars. Um, and, and you hear this sort of all over the album. You know, we've only got one guitar in the band. It's a three-piece act, but mm. I wanted a lot uh, to sort of mess around a lot more with like the stereo field um, and kind of exploit that. So... What I did in some tracks, um, some more than others, was basically break guitar riffs up. You know, I play them one way live, but on recording, um, you know, obviously we're multi-tracking. Sure. And I was able to like split guitar riffs up. So one part would play on, on one side and, and then on the other side and stuff like that. And um, also um, used kind of, uh, well, a pedal I had, custom built for myself based on a really um old uh, device made by Pultec um which is like a, a studio equipment um famous studio sort of uh filter and EQ that they make um the particular guitar pedal I had made was based on the filter mm -hmm. and um Basically, I'm using that in conjunction with a, a Roland Space Echo to create kind of this like broken, distant, sort of messed up sounding guitar that, you know, is meant to sound like kind of broken and weird. Um, and yeah, that and then, um, you know, when the other guitars come back in towards the end, you know, it's, it's quite... Um, impactful because you know it basically cuts from like everything going full bore to you know this one lone center track guitar 
playing yeah. this weird sort of semi-distorted, semi-clean, broken-sounding thing. And then when, you know, the stereo guitars kick back in, you know, it, it, it really, it, it's quite impactful. So, yeah, that was sort of the idea there. Well, now you know my two favourite tracks on the album. If you had to <laughs> well, pick, there you go. If you had um, to pick your favourite tracks, what would they be and why? Probably those two because I, 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 I also Luminous Jar is a favorite, but um, just a, it's a, such a fun one to play. You know, it's like a real uh, barn burner kind of a track, you know, just pretty relentless. But those two tracks are particularly important to me just because they kind of summarize the album as a whole. Um, you, they're kind of. Um, I guess uh, you can kind of think of those two tracks as kind of like forming a mirror that looks both ways um, uh, on each side of the record. Um, and they're kind of opposing views of the same event. And it kind of serves as an allegory for, you know, you know an allegory can be read in any number of ways. And, you know, it's, I kind of prefer the listener to decide how they feel about them and, and what their thoughts are. But, you know, it's definitely... Um, very intentionally done that way to sort of, uh, I guess, encourage some introspection and, you know, thought about, um, you know, all sorts of things. So um, probably those two tracks, like just that that change and the way that that ebb and flow and that, that tension and release between those tracks, it's, it's you know, one of my favourite things on the record. And I think it's a great representation of your sound, those two tracks. It shows uh, the why the spectrum of what alders can do. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Like it, it's like kind of one extreme to the other. Um, you know, and I think it's a pretty diverse record just generally. Um, and our sound can be pretty diverse. I, I definitely just didn't want to. Um, you know, release a repeat of like Paramnesia. Um, mm. I, you know, wanted to do something a little bit different and expand on that and, you know, really try and push the boundaries of, you know, what we could do, but also just of like, you know, our sound and, um, and, you know, I suppose, uh, you know, I, I just refer to as, you know, our music as death metal, but like, you know, it's obviously a, a bit more exploratory than that, but I guess, sure. you know, we're really trying to sort of, you know, push the envelope, but then pull it back before it's gone too far and it's, like, you know, too out there that it's completely inaccessible to someone who likes that sort of style of music. So, um, yeah, um, it's a lot of tension and release. And I also wanted to ask you if you could speak on the album Artist. Yeah, so I um, got in touch with Adam a while back, like well before we entered the studio. Um, and I sort of had an idea in mind and sort of um, had some discussions with him and, and basically sent him a brief um, about the album and how, you know, the tracks were interrelated. And um, he eventually got back to me with some, some initial sketches and some like uh, palette suggestions and stuff like that. And I'm like, this looks great. I, I think you, you know, you're right on the money. And, and um, yeah, then he came back to us like a little while later with like the finished piece. And I was like, this is perfect. Like th there was not a single thing that I had to say 
or like, oh, could you change this or could you change that? He'd absolutely just, it was like he'd gone into inside my brain and like extracted, you know, everything right. he needed. And um, he even like, you know, things that may not have been perfectly apparent to us at the time, um, it's almost like he'd, um, you know, travelled to the future and, um, you know, um, did the painting and then travelled back and brought it with him. And it was really quite insane. He really, he really nailed it. So I couldn't be more happy with what he, um, what he ended up doing. And I also want to ask, what can fans look for next? Will there be a, uh, a video, uh, possibly a tour, anything like that? Um, we're working on some tour plans at the moment. Um, so that will probably be announced pretty shortly. Um, so yeah, we're, look, we're hoping to get, you know, everywhere we can. Um, you know, time is sometimes a little bit uh, of a tricky one. You know, we, we have jobs and lives and, and stuff and we absolutely don't do this full time. This is, you know, something we really do because we love it. Um, and that's, and that's it. But, you know, if, um, if you want us to come and play, um, wherever you might be listening from, um, you know, hassle your local promoter to, to book us and, you know, we'd love to get there. And I also wanted to ask you, how did Alders become a reality? How did you guys get together? Um, yeah. Um, I started working on the band when I was 17 um, and uh, basically myself, uh, I got together with Kale, our, our former vocalist, and um, we kind of started working on some stuff together and um, we eventually found Alan, our drummer, um, and started jamming, released a demo and stuff like that. Um, Brendan came on um, recently for this release, um, you know, we, we'd sort of decided to, you know, we were on hiatus for a while um, and basically didn't work on anything for a very long time. Uh, it probably wasn't until after I got back from a tour in 2019 that um, I started working on alters again. And, you know, then the pandemic sort of struck and, you know, sure. the, the world changed a bit. And so I had a bit of, um, extra free time and it was able to sort of power through stuff pretty quickly. I also had a lot of ideas just kind of sitting there in my head. So, you know, we ended up getting Brendan on board um, and he did um, an incredible job is, you know, his vocals on the record are amazing. His bass work and ability to kind of like um, feed off me and sort of, we, we understand music in like a very similar way uh, and kind of have similar uh, yeah, we're very much on the same page, so uh, that helps. And then Alan and I have played together for so long now that, you know, um, or there's a sort of synthesis there. And, um, you know, when we play together, it's sort of like it's not your typical um, death metal type setting where, you know, it's just like riffs and blast beats. I mean, that's obviously an element of it. But the interplay between the instruments and everything, it's more like a, a conversation, you know, there's this call and response, the instruments are talking to each other and feeding off each other and, and stuff like that. And uh, that's sort of like a big part of our music now. And you personally, I wanted to ask you, how did your musical journey begin? Probably um, 
as a young teenager, um, sort of started getting interested in learning guitar possibly. And then I heard Nirvana and I, I thought, yeah, cool. Um, this is awesome. And I'm going to learn guitar and sort of practiced and practiced and practiced. And then sort of, uh, I think one day I saw a, a video clip for Slayer's Seasons of the Abyss. Ooh. And I, I thought that's the coolest thing I've seen in my life. But, you know, I was like a, <laughs> a young kid, you know, a bunch oh, of dudes absolutely. Looking, looking cool in front of pyramids and stuff. That's like, that's pretty awesome. Uh, so, um, you know, I kind of went from there and, you know, after Slayer, so I you know, was on a massive Slayer binge and then sort of discovered bands like Morbid Angel and that really like just, you know, um, sort of my introduction to and my forever love for, you know, death metal basically came from there. And, um, yeah, uh, bands like Morbid Angel and Gorguts were sort of huge influences on me and, and you know, the way they sort of... Um, did their thing and invented their own sort of languages and way of expressing themselves as musicians and artists um, kind of inspired me to, to try and build my own thing. And um, yeah, that's more or less where I came from and where Alters came from. And, you know, I take a lot of influence and inspiration from a lot of music outside of like the typical metal sphere as well. So, you know, I'm, you know, I'm interested in a lot of stuff and, sometimes trying to, um, you know, incorporate, you know, weirder ideas from outside the typical metal spectrum. And uh, when you do have free time away from music and work, um, do you have any hobbies that you enjoy? Honestly, lately I've, I've been doing, like, when I'm not doing music itself, I'm doing music business-related stuff at the moment trying to organize stuff um look i love to go to the pub and drink a beer and hang out with my friends and and you know um but then also a lot of my friends are also musicians and you know we'll be hanging out having a beer talking about whatever and you know having a having a good time but then you know it always comes back to music in some way you know you just kind of can't escape it um but yeah, uh, that and uh, I don't know. I, these days, I, I've I've honestly not had a lot of free time for for a while, and I'm I'm enjoying some free time at the moment. So, just being at home, relaxing, catching up with friends, stuff like that is it's been a good time. That's great. And I wanted to ask you, um, what's the best way to get merchandising and the album? Sure. Um, so. From our Bandcamp page, um, altersdeath.bandcamp.com, you can purchase a bunch of stuff directly from us there. Obviously, we're in Australia. Um, if you're, um, and shipping can be quite expensive to Europe and North America and, and whatnot these days. Um, if you're in Europe, um, our label, Everlasting Spew, has some merchandise and, and you know, CDs and stuff like that. Um, you can go to their Bandcamp or their website and check them out. If you're in North America, um, Everlasting Spew have a, a relationship with a couple of distributors over there. So I think there's um, the Indie Merch Store and Night Shift Merch. You can absolutely get our, our CDs and tapes, I think, from there. The vinyl is not due to a little bit later in the year, um, but we'll hopefully have an update on that soon. 
um but you can absolutely get our stuff and also some uh, i think there's some t-shirts over at night shift merch and i'm pretty sure they do free shipping within the u.s on orders over like a certain amount so you know if if you're over that side of the pond um you can probably save a little bit of money um doing it that way otherwise you know sometimes people want us to sign stuff and and you know we're always more than happy to so if you're ordering from us directly just put like a little note in your request or whatever or if you want to say hi you know send us a message um we're always happy to um explain and speaking of that i wanted to ask you if you could give a message to your fans what would that message be uh well i guess you know um I hope you're enjoying the album. You know, the response has been pretty overwhelming um, and we're, we're really stoked and we're stoked to be back uh, and making music again. And, um, you know, this is certainly not uh, a run and done record. You know, I'm trying to work on the next thing and take a little while to get started on that. But, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully we can get over and play in your country very soon. Um, so if, you know, if we can and, um, Come to a show, um, hang out, have a chat with us, and um, we'd love to see you. Absolutely. You've done an excellent album. And uh, I personally am looking forward to when the vinyl comes out because I'd love to see that album in, in vinyl. Yeah, the, I mean, the vinyl version um, is a little bit extra special as well. Like The artwork is not just the cover art like it's actually wraps all the way around it's it, the artwork is designed to be presented in like a gatefold um type uh setting so um the original art forms the whole gatefold gatefold of, wow um, so um it's, it's pretty impressive well, I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. My absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you for delivering a great album during these times. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Please feel free to update me at any time with any new news as it comes about. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. Um, we should hopefully have some stuff to announce soon, like um, in regards to touring stuff. Um We'd really like to get over to the U.S. at some point. I'm not sure if and when, how that might happen. But, you know, um, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> hassle hassle, um, hassle your booking agents and promoters to help us get over there. It's a little bit tricky with the U.S. Um, the visa and whatnot um, make it a little bit uh, more complicated to book. So, Well, you take care and have a great rest of your evening. Thanks very much. Take care. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.